Howdy, and welcome to the Feed Bandit Podcast, where we talk all things hunting and introduce you to innovative hunting products and services. If you want to level up your hunting game and gear, be sure to join the hunt. To join the hunt, text the word BANDIT to 345-345, and when you do, you'll join our email list, where we'll send killer deals on innovative hunting products and services, along with entertaining tips and tricks straight to your inbox. Again, text the word BANDIT to 345-345, and we look forward to seeing you on the hunt. Howdy, folks. Welcome back to the Feed Bandit Podcast. Jimmy here, along with uh, my esteemed co-host, Richard. How you doing, sir? Hola, amigos and uh, amigas. Did I say that right? Yeah. Yes, you did. Good job. Yeah. Guys and you girls. You speak Espanol now. Ah, yeah. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> see. see. Yeah. I thought it was an S, but let's see. You're right. Uh, well, uh so I guess tonight we wanted to talk about uh, since it's still summertime. That's thought. Yes. When this pot, when this episode comes out, it'll be it's, it'll still be hot August, and uh, we kind of wanted to continue a little theme we have here about what are some things you can do during the summertime to uh, kill time until glorious September gets here for dove hunting. Oh. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I guess one of those things that uh, you, you want to start off with uh, talking about uh, crabbing. Yeah, for sure. Kind of a, uh, I guess a tradition yes. uh, in your family, and I, yes. you know, I learned doing it with you yep. Uh, yep. down on the Texas coast. Yes. So it's fun. Oh God, it, it, it's an absolute ball. So yeah, it's funny. Everybody's got their their story about how they got into the outdoors. You know, whether it be you know the Boy Scouts or or, or Indian guides. Don't don't yeah, want to be but... don't want to be offensive by saying that. <laughs> Um, you know, or, or, or things of that nature. Um, sorry, there's, there's some dude in an orange shirt looking at my house with his arms crossed. I wonder if he wants me to go box his ears. Interesting. Yeah, that's right, dude. Turn around. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big, tough guy behind a microphone. Anyway, sorry about that. So yeah. Um, yeah. So when I was, uh, when I was five years old, uh, my, my grandparents uh, purchased a, a house on, on Galveston Island on the West end. And, you know, my uncle and my, my dad would, would take us to do, you know, what they refer to as crabbing, you know, and it, it's kind of funny now that I'm thinking about it. I'm, now that we're talking about, it, I'm not even sure where my dad learned to do it, but he may have done it when he was a kid. But, you know, for, for, for those who don't know, you know, along all the, the coastal waterways, whether it be the, you know, the, the Gulf, like we are. So obviously Louisiana and Texas and Mississippi, Alabama, uh, and I think on the Atlantic as well. I mean, I definitely up in Maryland and uh, really all the, the, the coastal plays and the bays and the marshes there. And, and at least in, le- in at least brackish water, you know, you've got blue crabs and uh, God, they, they are just outstanding. I mean, if you love crab meat, I mean, it is it is it's, it's phenomenal. Uh, I actually prefer it. You know, go, go figure. I actually prefer it to uh to the king crab and all that kind of stuff i i just think it's got a little bit more flavor um i think also it's got to do with the fact that you know you can go out there and catch it yourself uh mm-hmm. and, and that is what's so much fun so uh, anyways i've been doing it since i was five years old and i it is it is something that i've done literally every single summer so you know it's been um you know 30 plus years now um, uh, and so the, the Texas coast has just got a myriad of different places where you can actually go and you can catch these blue crabs. Uh, there is no limit on them. You know, the only thing that the TPNW 
Text Parks and Wildlife asks is that, you know, you keep them, I think, over six inches from spine to spine. And when you look at a blue crab, you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about. And also they ask you not to keep the, uh, the spongy crabs. So the, the female crabs they, during, the, uh, during the summer, um, they are in, and during the summer and the fall, they, they start to have eggs. So if you, you catch a crab that's got a bunch of eggs in it, and you will know, uh, you got to release those. I make a habit out of releasing all the females anyway. Um, it's just, I think it's just kind of like shooting a hen, you know, during turkey season. If, if it were illegal, I, I just, I just don't do it. And there's typically plenty of males around. So, um, I, I think the reason why it's so much fun is because it's, it, it's really not all that difficult. All right. You know, the crabs are, uh, are, are incredible survivors. Okay. And they, they, they're, they're, they're very good at, you know, hunting out, you know, seeking their food. Okay. And they're, you know, the crabs are not really a predator. Uh, they're kind of more of a detritivore, which would be an animal that, that, that does a lot of cleaning up. You know, the, the second the fishermen throw a, a fish carcass in there after they've gotten the meat off of it, the blue crabs, all crabs really for that point will be on it, tearing that meat away. And obviously they use their big pinchers to, uh, to do that. So, so let, let's, let's talk about technique really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the technique for catching blue crabs and stone crabs. All right. There's another, Another edible species of crab along the the coast called the stone crab. Uh, you can keep the uh, you can only keep one claw, and um, it, it's it's ginormous. But um, really, the way of doing it is you have what's called a crab line, and that's basically just a a, a metal hook, if you will, with a piece of um, you know, with just a weight on it. All right, and obviously you can make these you can make these yourselves, but you can also go buy them for a couple of bucks at you know the, uh, the local bait and tackle store. Um, it's got, you know, a string on there, probably 10 foot. And it, it's pretty simple. You just get a chicken neck. I prefer a turkey neck just because it's bigger and it lasts longer. And it gives you a little bit more weight. You just throw it up there in the, you know, again, along the bay. Um, uh, or, or you can be right off of a dock, whatever you want to do. And it does not take long. Um, I typically let it, let it sit there and soak. All right. Let that, let that current or that tide kind of take that, that scent out there. I typically the first time we're we're in an area, I'll let it sit for you know ten fifteen minutes, and the um, that you'd be surprised they all come a running pretty quick. And um, <laughs> what, what, the tugging, right? Oh God, yeah. And, and I I didn't share this with you before we got on, but uh, the what we did this past weekend was man, I mean it was a textbook tugging. We had a bunch of big males on there. In fact, we could have used a wider net a couple of times. So. And again, I, I contribute that to letting it sit out there. Uh, you know, the older the crab, the smarter the crab. Okay, the bigger the crab, the older the crab, right? So, um, you know, catching those big blue males is a is a real special thing. But again, let it sit out there for for ten to fifteen minutes, and slowly reel it in. Okay, just finger by finger, slow. I'm, I'm act, as usual. I'm doing it right here as we're talking. <laughs> and uh, and that's a good way to teach patience. Oh, it really is. It really is. You can't like it's not right. like you know, setting the hook necessarily. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And, and and it's a team sport, you know, because you know you reel it in, you get it all the way in. You ain't gonna do you any good unless you've got somebody that can net, you know. So so really, once you get that crab to where he's you know within within striking distance of your netter, then you have your net, you have your netter basically pounce on it, okay. And, and, you know, the, the one thing you, you really got to remember, it's not so much of a slamming the net down. It's more of a placing of the net down very quickly and behind the crab, right? Because the crab is not going to bolt forward. 
the crab's going to bolt to the back. All right. So if you, if you like back out to the, the, to the water. Yeah, back yeah. out to, to safety. So if you do it that way, you'll catch them every time. And we actually got some really good video of me doing it. So um, it, it's amazing for, you know, 300 plus pounds. I, I look I look like a gigantic crane, you know, I was really stealthy. So <laughs> I'll be doing a video on it. Uh, it's, it's again, it, it's pretty good. Uh, it'll it'll teach you. But um, I, I think what makes it so great and what makes it so entertaining is that there's there's a really great reward, you know. Uh, and it's fun to watch kids do it. You know, my daughters have done it. We were with uh, we were with my nephews and and another one of our our buddies' kids this this past weekend. Uh, just to see the look on their face when yeah, you know, we caught these big crabs. It's it's priceless. Uh, and of course, their 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 very next question to me is, hey, when are we going next year? Um, so it, it's a lot of fun. You know, obviously catching them, and then of course just being out there in the uh, in, in, you know on the coast is a lot of fun. Uh, where we go, we go to San Luis Pass, uh, which is uh, basically west of Jamaica Beach on the uh, the Gulf Freeway, uh, where they call the Blue Blue Freeport Highway, whatever it is. It's right before you get to the San Luis Toll Bridge. Can't miss it. Uh, you can exit the highway there, and uh, you can make your way either to the ocean side or to the bay side. And uh, we basically go bay side, and um, we basically look for the you know, the little tidal pools, okay, and then the the other little areas, and um, it, they, they really all hold crabs, so uh, it's a it's a really good time. We've been doing it for so long, uh, not to mention the fact they taste great, too, you know. Crab meat is not cheap. Uh, you know, I, we, um, we will typically, I think this time we end up catching about 15 or so, uh, so, you know, you're looking at, you know, if, if obviously if they have a complete set of claws for 15, you're looking at 30. Oh, that's pretty good math right there. Um, actually, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. 15, 15 plus 15. 15 plus 15 is still 30, right? Uh, as far as I understand it. Okay. Okay. I don't know. It's going to change. Your Webster's Dictionary changes a lot, so I didn't know. I don't know. I'm recording from Oklahoma, so they may uh, do it a little different up here. Well, <laughs> they might. Well, I remember their beer is, is less. <laughs> out. Anyway, we, we, we can talk about that later. But. Um. But yeah, yeah, you know, it was always fun. Also, you know, at, at the end, though, it was doing the whole the boil. Yes. You know? Yes, for sure. For sure. And it's, you know, the uh, what I was kind of getting at is, you know, with 30 crab claws, I mean, that that's easily going to cost you close to, I mean, and, and it sounds nuts, but that'll easily cost you close to, uh, you know, uh, you know, 25 bucks, you know, to get them pre-cracked and all that kind of stuff. So, again, doing them yourself and, and having a big Gulf seafood dinner with the shrimp. And the redfish or the flounder, uh, obviously it's even better if you catch it. But in our instance, in our case, we did not. So we bought it from Katie's Fish, uh, Katie's Seafood Market uh, down there in the uh, Galveston Seawall District. Or the, um, not Seawall District, what the hell is it? Oh, Strand. Yeah, down by the mm-hmm. Strand. It is a lot of fun. You know, and, and so we, we end up taking the kids with us down there to the sea, to the, to the fish market, you know, to, to get our supplemental crab, okay? And then the... We got some shrimp and some fish, and it's really kind of surreal to them, you know, because half the time the turds don't even know. You know, they're just like, where's my dinner? And it magically shows up, you know, <laughs> but it was really cool for them to see, hey, this is how it goes. Boat comes in, boat drops off, you know, people coming by, you know. So it's, mm-hmm. again, it's kind of a kind of a life lesson, puts everything in perspective. So, um, But it's not the boat doesn't just come in. I mean, those guys have to catch that stuff yeah. <laughs> early in the morning. Yes, they do. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 
yeah, they're out there. They're out there for a long, long time. In fact, the, the Texas shrimping season, well, I think it's been open for a couple of weeks, but that night it was fun to uh, to watch the shrimpers out there um, doing their doing their thing with their, you know, getting ready for the next morning. So, Well, that's uh, something I could never do. That would be a shrimp. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no. I have never in my life met anybody who has less of a tolerance for boats than you. That is unbelievable. In fact, if this feedback thing doesn't work out, your day job doesn't work out, I really think you could be the spokesman for Dramamine. I mean, right. oh, <laughs> God. Oh. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, those two times we went deep sea we might, have been, might, be, might be the most miserable times I've ever been, uh, you know, ever been in my entire life. Yeah, oh, it, it's, it's unbelievable. We were nine hours, <laughs> nine hours at sea, nine hours and 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 jimmy's blah blah he has got nothing left Um, but and and the second we hit shore he cracks a beer oh you know step back on the that's right (laughs) how how you i mean how you could move the next morning your 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 ripped your stomach must have been ripped i mean muscles muscles from nine hours of Fierce dry heaving. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, of course, the first time a couple does it because dry heaving is hysterical to me. I, I was <laughs> God, I was laughing so hard. But then, speaking of dry heaving, though, yeah, yeah. Then two you hours. Know, what? Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was like, then two hours into, it, I was like, oh, I feel really bad. For <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> well, I thought I was gonna die, but oh, I, yeah. here I am. But uh, no, speaking of, speaking of dry heaving, you just made me remember something. Mm-hmm. Along the lines of uh, chicken necks and turkey necks, remember, <laughs> remember going down there to the house after uh-huh. Hurricane Ike, uh-huh. and the house not having electricity for <gasps> weeks. Oh, God, yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. So, so our our my family's beach house was right there on the beach. Still is. Uh, how it survived, we we don't know. Ike, two thousand eight, came and pummeled it. Right. And so it was three or four weeks before we could actually even get on the island. In order to get on the island, you had to have a utility bill. Uh, I've never seen devastation like that in my life. It's um, it's truly surreal. Where you just didn't say any, you couldn't say anything because you just don't, you know, you you, you you don't know what forty feet of, of of people's possessions from all their houses look like stacked along the side of a road. You know, that wasn't done mechanically. It was done by the storm. It was just crazy. Well, also uh, but, just all the, the the mounds of sand, you know, yeah, and it, yes. how quiet it was because yeah, yeah. there just wasn't it really many people there, right? You know, yeah. they hadn't gone back right. yet. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. So, 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 what Jimmy's talking about is my um, my. We were with my dad and, and some other folks, and they're like, "Well, we gotta." We gotta get that fridge out of there, and I was like, "Well, you know, I was I leave it there, you know." The house is probably a, a thinking. I was like, "Well, you know." House isn't that bad shape. We can just pay somebody to move that bridge. No, no, we gotta get it out of there because it's just gonna be a real mess. So, oh my God, never. So my my father has no sense of smell. I mean, <laughs> smell is his sense of smell is shot, and it's got to be from all the allergies and just you know just I guess generally getting older. So he opened he opened <laughs> he opened that that side by side, and, and it, it is like a baseball bat to the face. <laughs> And this 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 gray this gray thick liquid came out, and it was just you know it was deteriorating 
you know, chicken mixed with frozen meals and ice cream. And it, it was, <laughs> I still to this day, you know, of course, you know, the three of the four of us could easily move that refrigerator, but Jimmy and I and the other guy, we couldn't even get close to it. They're dry heaving so bad that, you know, I almost fouled my pants. And it was absolutely, I mean, I was laughing, but I was laughing at the same time. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Uh, I remember we eventually got it to where my dad could just kind of wheel it. And he's like, I'm sorry, guys. I just can't smell anything. I'm like, well, that's okay. You don't want to. He was like, should we keep these balls of water? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, dad, total loss. Get the (laughs) damn thing out of here. So our the you know the guardrails on the deck and they have a sixteen foot deck because obviously the house is on stilts they they were they were gone, um, so we just ended up pushing the fridge <laughs> over there, which admittedly was was kind of fun. Uh, oh <laughs> god, oh it was it was horrible. So that's funny. That's good stuff. Yeah, but but hey, that that is actually a really good tip. Um, you know, chicken chicken spoils. Okay, uh, turkey necks spoil very quickly. So. Especially after three weeks or so. Yeah, yeah, three weeks of zero power. But yeah, when you know, when you're out there crabbing, you know, you've got your nets and your 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 lines and and you got your chicken. Uh, something I highly recommend. I'm glad we were talking about this. Is is, is bring some soap with you, okay? Bring a bring a little bottle of dish soap, your antibacterial stuff with with a couple of jugs of water. You know that way because you're handling chicken necks and you know you're going to get your vehicle all nasty. So. Do that. Bring a trash bag. Unfortunately, at San Louis, as uh, as a lot of the public places are, there, there is there is quite a bit of trash. So it's, uh, it's it infuriates me, and I spend about ten minutes, you know, mumbling under my breath, um, you know, about all that. But I end up picking up as much as I can, and you know, even though it's not going to get it all, at least I'm doing something, you know. Right. So, but yeah, do do your part. Right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no. If you have not done crabbing, now is the time to get to get it done. I think the the, the best crabbing starts in June and actually runs through October. Okay. Uh, and then I think the blue crabs, um, blue crabs end up leaving the bay and go out into the ocean. And uh, you know when it starts to get cold, but then I think they molt and all that kind of fun stuff. So, uh, anyways, yeah, it's a ball. Oh, Do it. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thank you for that. That was. Yeah. And thanks for making me laugh. Because oh yeah, <laughs> yeah that was a good memory. Both those memories. I still laugh at the me vomiting all all the. You know that is pretty miserable, but at the same time, you know, I'm glad I did it. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, just just the gagging and watching other people gag at the same time. It's yeah. It's amazing how you can do that and laugh. Oh yeah. At the same time. So it's, <laughs> Yeah, because you're laughing at yourself and you're laughing right. at your buddies and oh god, it just ooh, <laughs> woo. Uh, that's funny. Good time, good time. Well, uh, tell us about the uh, public hunts that you just entered in. Yeah, or yeah. that you do every year, I guess. But I uh, do, I do, I do yeah. it every year. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and this is really mainly for our uh, our Texas followers. Um, you know, the obviously Texas is. I can't remember the statistic. I, I think it's ninety five percent private or, or something of that nature. So ninety eight, um, ninety eight. Okay, yeah, I, I knew it was. It was, was extremely like fairly high. Yeah. Uh, but but a lot of the public places that we do have, all the you know the, the state parks, the the preserves, the reserves, the you know the the all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, unbeknownst to a lot of people, they actually have hunting in them. 
Uh, Tech Sparks and Wildlife also does a really good job of, of coordinating some stuff with or some hunts with uh, with private landowners, you know, for ant, for pronghorn antelope and, um, and mule deer and things of that nature. So um, we have what's what's basically called the and I'm actually reading it right now. It's basically the the, the public uh, the public draw. Okay, and basically what you can do is you can go on to we'll put the link in the, the description here. You can go on to Texas Parks and Wildlife. I think you click on hunting, and then you can you can say uh, you can click on you know, apply for the draw. Okay, and, and really it, it's it's extremely simple. All right, they've got a little you know description on each of the hunts. They've got a whole bunch of them, um, and they're everything from you know, um, uh, you know, white-tailed deer hunts with a rifle, white-tailed deer hunts with a bow, you know, pretty much all over the state, you know, with, uh, you know, the, with youth, you know, youth turkey hunts, uh, duck hunting, it, you know, they've just got about everything. So uh, what I ended up, what I end up applying for every single year, and I typically spend about 60 bucks uh, because the, the entries are between $3 and $10, a majority of them being $3. Uh, so I'll read off some of the ones that I applied for. So Caprock Canyon State Park, that is outside of Lubbock, or actually, excuse me, outside of, well, it is outside of Lubbock, but near Amarillo. Um, we have, there's a lot of Audad sheep there, which are, are obviously super invasive from um, uh, from Africa, or they're also called Barbary sheep. So for three bucks, I, I bought a chance to, to go hunt one of those. Beautiful terrain, even if I didn't kill anything, it would be really, really cool. Uh, who knows if I get drawn, but uh, I'll, I'll be able to get a lot of points. Uh, the Devil's River, uh, SNA Del Norte uh, unit. This is down in South Texas along the, the, the Devil's River, I believe. Yeah. Del Norte? Yeah, yeah Del Norte. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Like, Del, well, okay. We was okay. So the reason why I said that is because in Colorado they call it Del Norte. And I was just. Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Uh, same spelling. It's like Lano and, and, and Lano. You know? Right. So uh, on the Devil's River uh, in Del Norte, they, they've got Audad. Uh, they actually have some elk, too, so that would be pretty cool. Oh. Uh, the Elephant Mountain Wildlife Management Area, that is in our mountainous area of the state of Texas. And I put in for a uh, mule deer um, pass there, which would be really, really cool. I've, I was had got real lucky. Uh, with my father, I was able to shoot a mule deer in 2004 out there near Big Bend, which is, again, in our mountainous area. But it uh, sure be pretty cool to get out there again. Um, Garner State Park, that is down in the hill country, and that is for Axis. Now, now this, or for Axis deer, this is really one of the more coveted uh, uh, locations, and, and the reason why is this. That state park in particular, and there's a, a lot of them are, but this one is overrun with Axis deer. Hmm. And uh, you're basically allowed to, to shoot as many as you can possibly shoot. Uh, so if I, you get this tag, you are yes, like in yes. one day or something, or how oh, does yeah, that work? Yeah, yeah. So you have like a period, uh, like a time. Oh yeah. Period. Of, yep. What is it? Just a day or? Uh, I know. I think it's. I think it's like a two day hunt. It's like an evening, wow. morning. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, for yeah, sure. You, I, I need to enter this one. Is it too late? Oh yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. It's not too late. The the first drawing. The first drawing is in um, is in um, August, August fifteenth, and it's for the alligator. The alligator and the dove stuff comes first. Okay. So yeah, no, you can you it's it's so easy to but but so anyways, I, I follow um, I follow this one and 
uh, it seems like a lot. Some of the guys on Texas uh, bow hunter end up winning this, <laughs> and, and man, it's it's one of my favorite live hunts to watch because these guys just stack up the axis deer. <laughs> wow, <laughs> it's it's really cool. In fact, I think I think one guy ended up with like five in one day, uh, which is yeah, that is that, that is, would be my it, dream. Oh, it would be. It would As be, you know. So. <laughs> uh, I uh, got another one down here in South Texas, uh, which is uh, it's a Laguna out of Tescosa, which is for um, probably nail guy, which is the one of the the bigger antelope species, um, not native to the to Texas, but basically should be uh, does very well in South Texas. Got two private land hunts here in the Lipscomb County and Hemp Hill. Uh, these are both these are the the, the pronghorn antelope ones were ten dollars. Um, an entry, so I've got I've got three of those. Another one in Porter County, or it's called the Porter County Ranch. I've got one there. Um, then looking through these, I've just got some more, um, uh, a couple more mule deer. I, I tell you, one of the ones that I'm real excited about. And again, you know, I I've been doing this for five years, never won anything, but uh, Yoakum Dunes, uh, the Yoakum Dunes Wildlife Management Area, I believe, is in Lamb County, which is just going to be uh northwest of lubbock and um if, if you don't know anything about that part of texas it's the sandhill country it's just it's just sandhills it's unbelievable um and uh, but but out there grow chili peppers wild chili peppers apparently the the scolding units on them are out of this freaking world so we <laughs> humans apparently it's what i've heard humans can't eat but the mule deer gets fat as hell off of them Huh. Uh, and they have they have killed. They just opened up, um, you know, some mule deer hunting in that part of of Texas. Really, think the past like ten years, and they shoot monsters. I mean, now we're talking three hundred plus pound mule deer. Wow. Uh, so God, to be able to to win that tag would just be would just be really special. So, uh, anyways, we will see what happens. But yeah, so I let me let me count the amount of hunts I just entered in. So <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, eight, nine, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah, so I did twelve tag. I entered twelve chances uh, for fifty-seven dollars. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, Nick, winning even one of those, you know. <laughs> oh my. Oh yeah. No, and so and that's kind of the kicker. If you win, in fact, okay, hold on. There's one more I need to tell you all about. Um, yeah, I know, and that's the crazy thing is if I win it, I think there's like a, a hundred and twenty dollar fee, and then of course you just got to get there and you're in great shape. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the one thing I didn't see, and I need to go back and apply for it, is they have they have a, a big-time Texas hunt. Uh, and a guy on Texas Bowhunter, and I was trying to get him to interview him, uh, a guy on Tech, two guys on Texas Bowhunter, I think, won it, which is just bizarre. So cool. And it is basically, um, you win a trophy whitetail, a trophy mule deer, a trophy antelope, and, and the coup de gras. The the animal in the state of Texas that I mean you can't the, the, this is the animal that everybody would like a shot at is the Texas desert bighorn. Mm-hmm. Um, that is that is a I think they have two tags a year. Uh, wow. Some yeah, some guy at some auction I think paid you know two hundred thousand for this one, and of course this guy who drew this you know paid ten dollar entry and he he won it all. So he got to shoot one, um, which is just so cool. So cool. So that is cool. And of course, so you that said that, little, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say, and that, and that, that hunt takes place out there in the Elephant Mountains. 
uh, again along the border of Mexico, south of here. Wait, Wait, south of here. So you say they only give two of those a year or so? Correct. Well, what about the other ones? Like, how many people actually win, say, that Axis one at Garner? Yeah. How many people actually win, like, the Mule Deer one, you know, out there? You know, I, I um, not, not a lot. Not a lot. I, I, I think on, on some of the state, and I don't know about all the whitetail ones because I don't apply to that. I don't know about the bourbon ones because I don't apply to those. But I know a lot of the ones I apply to, like the antelope ones, I think are like maybe three, three each. Mm. So wow. it, 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 it's tough. It's, it's not easy. Uh, and of course, I just realized we're so I'm doing myself a disservice by announcing this. But you're doing everyone else's service by reminding well, them right. they should enter the uh, the deal. And if they don't win, I, I imagine all the yeah. money proceeds go to oh, yeah, uh, you know, conservation efforts and all that oh, yeah. stuff. So, oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't even realize it, but this is probably like a tax write-off type thing. Damn. Oh, you know, it could be. I don't know. Maybe it is. Yeah. But you're get you're potentially get, well. Anyway, I don't know. It but, could be uh, like a donation. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. So, anyways, it, it's super cool to dream. It, it's kind of one of those things that uh, that I love to do. You know, during the summer, like when when mid July rolls around, I get the email and I get excited because I'm like, oh my god, you know. I because th- this 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 event tells me, you know, not that I I can't read the calendar, but it says, oh my god, you know, August is around the corner, and then dove season will be here. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. it's good stuff. It's like I get my Dave Campbell's magazine, get really angry, uh, <laughs> all, you know, around the first of August when they rip on tech. So, right. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh god, pick, this pick year last oh. of the Big Twelve. Oh, oh god. Yeah. Th- this year I'd be like, you know, we 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 decided not to even include them in the publication this year. <laughs> You know, we're 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 gonna we're gonna highlight Wayland Baptist, which is fine, nothing wrong about. But uh, he does, right. Mr. Camp does not not care for us. I feel like so. <laughs> yeah. All right. so. Well, along those lines, you know, before getting us all, uh, you know, fired up in the wrong way about college football. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got anything else to to go over? You know, uh, yeah, I don't even think I don't even think you know this, but oh. one of our buddies got uh, bit by a snake. Really? Yeah, I did. Well, I just what kind of snake? A copperhead. It was it was uh, it was our our buddy Robbie uh, out of his lake house. Yes, oh, he did. Shoot. I yeah yeah I totally forgot to tell you about it. Of course, I've been out of town, but he. Uh, so uh, I, I I'm I'm saying this because this is a lesson to us all, and especially to me. Um, so they were at their lake house in East Texas and, uh, the story goes, somebody, um, uh, I, I guess somebody late at night drove up into his neighbor's driveway. Our buddy threw on his flip flops, which he, he, he typically wears and, um, was walked outside to see what was going on and just felt that, that deep, miserable pain, uh, looked down. He never, according to his wife, he never saw the, never saw the snake that did it. Uh, but I, I'm 99% sure that it was probably a copperhead, um, which they say, if you're going to get bit by anything in the state of Texas or really anywhere, that's, that's a, the great one to be bit. So anyways, they got him. Uh, they went to the local hospital, um, a small, again, I don't, I don't remember the name of the hospital. It was a small regional hospital. They didn't have any anti-venom. So they, they took him by ambulance over to Tyler, Texas. Where he got the antivenom, he's he's going to be okay. In fact, I think he was fly fishing this past weekend, but uh, he was really lucky. Um, oh, so, 
you know, and, and that that brings up a, a really, 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 really good point. You know, you've just got to watch your feet. God of mercy. Uh, we've it seems like we, we've had a lot of snake run ins. Of course, one of our friends ends up getting bit, mm-hmm. um, you know it's um it's it's crazy i'm not sure where he got bit so you know maybe if he was wearing closed toe shoes it wouldn't hit him who knows um i'll I'll see if i can try to figure that out but um you know something something to think about is you know if you're going out to your your property you know your 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 lease or whatever if you've got well no you you make the time uh, to 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 kind of come up with a plan, you know, not only for an emergency, you know, such as like a heart attack, God forbid, or something of that nature, but also for a snake bite, yeah. for for you and your dog, if you hunt with a dog, um, you know, you you need to have a plan so that way there's no oh hey where do we go, you know, um, and 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 I'll tell you, not all the hospitals have got the antivenom. All right, now if you're near a major town, okay, like in this case for in, in Texas, if you're near Kerrville, if you're near Abilene. Uh, you know, Tyler, okay, Dallas, all right, obviously th- those facilities are probably going to have the antivenom, but if you're out there really in the boondocks, they may not have it, so um, just just kind of make a plan, uh, because man, if, if it, it, it can be really, really bad, I actually sat next to a fella uh, on a plane one time, we talk about random, and we were going like, to, to Seattle, or no, we were coming back from Seattle. And he was a good old boy, and we were we were visiting because we had you know five hours in the air misery, and uh, we were plastered together. And noticed he was uh, missing a digit or two on his right hand, and uh, we got to talking. And <laughs> I don't even think I've told you this, but it ends up that he's got a uh, he he grew up right near Rancho Pandito, oh. and when uh, when he was a young man, he got bit by a rattlebug, and he went into uh, one of the smaller regional hospitals there. Um, didn't have the antivenom, so they they by the time he got to the big hospital, uh, and and one of the bigger towns near there, uh, it was too late and he lost his fingers, and that was a rattlesnake. Wow. So Dang. yeah, you you just do do your research, okay? And it, it's funny because here I am sitting preaching, you know, preaching to everybody to here to you know to to do your research, but I I need to I need to figure that out too. We've got a yeah. couple of choices on where to go. I, I know call where around to and make sure. Yep. I know where to take Scarlett, my my lab. If she gets busted, uh, which if she's got, of course, she's got her rattlesnake vaccine in her, so I've got a lot of time with her. But anyway, anyways, just be be man, be be aware. Wow. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Well, the, there's a uh, a lesson to take away. Oh no. <laughs> no. All right. I know. I just, I just, I hate for it to happen to anybody, but you know, happen to a friend is, is right. It's, it's crazy. You know. Anyway. Well, dang, Robbie, I'll have to uh, give you a shout. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right. Well. So that's that's a great way to end. That room. is a great way to end. <laughs> really happy. You know. <laughs> right. Well, it ended well, so you know. It's, yeah. And yeah. it's a good good lesson. So. There yes. You go. Yeah. For sure. He's going to write a book. I'm sure now. Right. Right. Um, Fifty pages. You know. <laughs> you snake in me. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, yeah. snake in me, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. So, all right. Well, cool. Uh, any other good stories? You, you know, know, I. Uh, I don't know. Is there anything else I forgot to tell you? Oh, we land on the moon. I didn't know that, but apparently, Are you sure. We yeah, sort of got. Okay. Yeah, it's all made in the newspaper a couple of days ago. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool. 
Awesome. All right. Well, you know, yeah. Yeah, no one cares about that. So no. We'll, just, we'll end that. <laughs> no, definitely not. If I become president, I'm, I'm probably going to cancel NASA. And there you go. At libraries. Anyway. <laughs> at libraries. All right. Well, uh, okay. Well, that's all I got. So I think we should uh, let these long-suffering folks go. Yeah. But but ask them to stay tuned for the next uh, enjoyable and entertaining episode. Yes, please do. Please do. It's uh, we we are almost through it, folks. We are almost through that 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 grind that is the summer. Uh, hopefully, we're going to have some some fun weekend reviews. Uh, actually, in a couple of weeks, we're going back to Rancho Bandito, which is you know it's like Jumanji. It's been taken over. Uh, <laughs> I have not been down there in many weeks or months. So yeah, it'll be fun. Awesome. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. So stay tuned. Some good stuff coming up. You know, hunting's coming, so it's going to be fun. With that, y'all have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Feed Bandit Podcast. Just a reminder to text the word BANDIT to 345-345. And when you do, you'll join our email list, where we'll send killer deals on innovative hunting products and services, along with entertaining tips and tricks, straight to your inbox. You don't want to miss out. So again, text the word BANDIT to 345-345, and we look forward to seeing you on the hunt. Until next time, have a good one, and remember to support your local feed store.